Oh, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Singh. Welcome to the show. I'm here with my comrades and cohorts. Harry, Pokemon Stoner, my engineers, John and Neil. Let's get into some motherfucking shout outs. It's time for some motherfucking shout outs. All right. So Maria Bedazian is our old graphic designer. She has also been on the show a couple of times. She has a cool friend, and uh, her name is Cubics Land. And if you want to catch her, please get her on Instagram. She's really cool. Rubik's Cubes. I know it's very nerdy and shit like that, but the Rubik's Cubes are in different colors and different shapes. Really, really cool. Really, really fascinating. And she does them in really cool locations. She takes her time to curate that content, and I can appreciate that. It might sound nerdy. Like I said, it might sound all geeked out. But I think you'll like it. Do you guys like Rubik's Cubes? Have you ever actually completed a Rubik's Cube? My roommate is obsessed with them. And he tried to teach me, like, the algorithm to solve it. And, like, he, he's he got two of the... Hold on, wait, let me share. <laughs> stand by, guys. Not the Proud Boys. Not the Proud Boys. You okay. guys stand back. <laughs> stand back. Sit down. Down since I'm pointing, actually. Wait. He's got two. Now, what did you get? Oh, you, you have multiple Rubik's cubes. Oh my god! Cubes, I don't think I. Right, and he tried to teach me the algorithm, so, and like you're supposed to start at the corner or something. But you yeah. like so, for a Rubik's cube, but it, that yeah. could be the case actually. Well, it, uh, like that's why people can do a blindfolded and shit like that. He can solve the regular oh. size one in under a minute after like six shots of tequila. Fact. After six shots to kill oh wow, that's the fuel for the fucking Bobby Fisher of uh, Rubik's Cubes I, over I here. I don't know. I've completed um, a Rubik's Cube. He, I think I finished one. How, how many have you finished, Harry? One, and it was the, like the standard. Like I, I was cheating, you know, after a while. I was, I was looking at the rules. I, think I cheated like, too, actually. I, like, took some I, blocks I, fi- I used to be able to figure out, yeah, I used to be able to figure out like the first two layers. But you, I were just on, you, you were just on YouTube, like, okay. Um, oh, that's- Not, uh, <laughs> it was before YouTube. When no, I no, no. Thomas, uh, Vincent's brother, my cousin, he like had like a little sheet that he was looking at to figure it out. So he fi- he knows how to solve them now. Ooh, I think he can do it by himself. So. Old school, but but he's also really good at math. Like he loves Sudoku. Like Tom Thomas is like a masochist with the brain. Like, he likes putting his brain through like some bullshit. Yeah, and not me, not me. Even Rubik's cubes. Like even though that's like shapes and colors, it still feels like math. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, uh, let's uh, introduce our special guest. His name is Emmanuel Aguilar. He is a lead singer and guitarist, right? Yeah. Guitarist for uh, uh, Cadillac Brigade. Guitarist and vocalist for the one and only Cadillac Brigade. That's true. One and only. Don't copyright. Well, you can copyright that shit. Someone else out there, don't you be fucking copywriting or copycatting that shit. Too late. (laughs) Too late. Too fucking late. Too late. So thank you. Welcome to the show. He's going to guide us he's we're, he's going to come with us on our entertainment journey and then we're going to interview him in, at the end so save your questions audience i'm joking i'm the only one who asks a question so does harry if he wants to pokemon stoner what the fuck happened all right so this is the this is the politics portion of the show and we might we might we might not be bill mauer we might not be anybody politically correct 
What are we going to try anyway? We're going to try anyway. So this is not exactly politics, but this is just like what's happening in the headlines, what's trending out there. So rest in peace, Joe Morgan. He was a part of the big red machine. He won uh, back-to-back championships, won against the Yankees. Johnny Bench actually called him the best uh, player he had ever played before. He's one of the shortest players also. He's 5'2". He played for the Cincinnati Reds. Like I said, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's great, great Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he's the best second baseman of all time. But we're not getting into the sports aspect of it. But the reason why I put him on the outline is because when I worked at Harlem RBI, uh, Harlem RBI, it wasn't exactly made for black Americans to get into the sport. But when Ken Griffey Jr., when he was in his prime, baseball was at, I think, like around six. uh, No, no, not when he was around. Sorry. When he was around, it was at an all time high. It was like around like 20 percent of the league was black. And you had Kenny Lofton, you had a bunch of different players, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, the list goes on. Tony Gwynn, they were the, there was a bunch of them, Frank Thomas. Now, if you look at the sport, obviously a lot of Latin-born players, that's great. Still Afro, Latin, that's awesome. But it's down to like, I think it's down to like 11% now. And it keeps getting lower and lower, actually. And it's not getting any higher. And so Joe Morgan... He didn't come up with RBI, but he came up with initiatives to bring baseball parks to black neighborhoods because it's an, ex- it's an expensive sport. It's uh, it's kind of like soccer. It's kind of like hockey or field hockey or lacrosse, golf. It, it's it's literally a white person's privileged kind of sport. And so you got to be able to afford those type of equipment. And there's a lot of equipment in baseball, football, all those things. The reason why you see basketball and soccer easily accessible because all you need is a fucking ball and you just show it's up to the court. That's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's more, yeah, it's more, it's more inclusive. So that's why I put Joe Morgan on there. We don't have to talk too much about that. Shaq is voting for the first time in 48 years. I'm going to mention this stat real quick. 20% of the league was registered to vote during the 2016 election. That is the NBA. Big shout out to LeBron. He has actually, Harry, so I didn't have time to look it up. Oh, actually I'll do it right now. Uh, let's look. So LeBron's voting initiative. Voter died. <laughs> it's not even his. My bad. He is carrying on the same uh, program that Diddy uh, did. That was- I think it was during the was I think it was during the Kerry Bush campaign, and yeah. uh, it was voter die. And there's and it just it it's a it's a program that keeps going. So LeBron used that platform, and he brought the league his own league around 2000 members, I think about like a 15 to 1600. Uh, now 90% of that league is voting. Oh, and big shout out to that motherfucker. That guy has won four championships. I was about to say, yeah, he's, he's cementing That's his right. vote status. I am a Kobe fan, but he won it for Kobe. He's on the Lakers. I was going to say, the they, they brought it so, home though. Exactly. I'm a big Anthony Davis fan. I love Rajon Rondo. Good for them. Look at this. I said no sports, and like we're like all like gobbing over sports. But anyway, so back to Shaq. Shaq ran for sheriff, by the way, a few years ago, <laughs> and I think he lost. And, and also, we uh, we were in pre meeting with uh, my man Manny, and we also concurred <laughs> that honorary uh, deputy. Honorary <laughs> yeah, he has like an honorary deputy sheriff somewhere else, 
and the guy has never voted before. So in my opinion, I don't give a shit if you don't vote. Actually, I do. But I don't like, I'm not going like, to lose sleep over it. But I'm a little, uh, I'm a little ticked off that this guy ran for office and he never voted. Fuck out of here with that shit. And, that's, and you know what? Kanye's never voted. He already said on David Letterman Are that he's never serious? voted. You see, now, like, that's, that's a head scratcher. Like, I know I Trump is he like Trump has almost normalized the whole anyone can be president thing that they used to tell you in kindergarten. But like All that's wild. <laughs> it is wild. It is. So I don't know. I don't know if Kanye has voted after the David Letterman uh, interview that Netflix show. Uh, I think it's called uh, oh. something next. Next guest and your My next guest. guest. Yeah. So that was actually a really good interview, and he yeah. dressed up David Letterman. And he put him in some Yeezys and shit. That shit was dope. But um, and and that's and that's where he asked the question. David Letterman was like, "Have you ever voted?" And I'm like, "Wow, Dave, you really went there." And he said, "No." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that was a great question because he really never voted." And, nobody, and then he got thought to ask, <laughs> right? And then David Letterman was like, "Well, then your opinion doesn't count." I'm like, "Oh yes, yo." And I love Kanye. I'm a big Kanye fan, but like, yo, facts are facts. Like, <laughs> and he was like. Well, technically, people say that you don't matter, and there's some people who think that I matter, even though I don't vote. I'm like, oh my god, there yeah, goes we, the he triggered the Kanye, like, <laughs> right? The bipolar star, like shining bright. So anyway, let's get down to more bipolar action, more hyperpartisan action. Did anybody see any of the town halls of uh, President Trump, I, President-elect Trump, and uh, former Vice President Joe Biden? I, no, the debates were all I needed to see. Or the that oh. first that first round, <laughs> or actually, even the vice uh, vice presidential nominee debate was interesting. But I mean, after that, I was just kind of like, mm, I'll read about it tomorrow. But um, that's okay. Your president can't read, so it's all right. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's a gift of improv. Harry, <laughs> Harry did you uh, find any? Did you find anything else to do than watch these uh, town halls? Did you? Did I you didn't watch. Yeah, I, I was probably watching yeah, like an anime or something. Yeah. Good, good. Well, I, I really torture myself, politics. guys. All right. Well, when you guys, um, when you guys are on a podcast, you'll know that you need to provide for the people. No, I'm joking. It was. I did it. I watched every ounce of it, unfortunately. And so now I'm bringing it to the audience for keep up because we're keeping up with the politics. We're keeping up with what's happening. So on MSNBC, CNBC, I believe, uh, Trump was on there and Savannah was the host, one of their journalists, one of their lead anchors. And she pressed him pretty hard, actually. Uh, they, they talked about and to be honest, he was pretty direct. He was pretty direct. Uh, things that he had missed the boat on, like with the Proud Boys and not standing down. He did mess up with the QAnon. They asked him about QAnon and that is about the um, child rapists. Yeah, the child rapists and. And Trump is the savior of it. And I don't know how he's the savior when he was best friends with Jerry Epstein. So he he basically was the vice president of the child molesters. And so Joe Biden, supposedly in this this uh, conspiracy theory, is the leader of the child uh, the child molesters and shit like that. So QAnon oh, has been banned. I missed that part. Okay. Yeah, QAnon has been banned from Facebook. I don't know if they've been banned from Twitter. As a matter of fact, Twitter... Um, they might get subpoenaed by the GOP because uh, they blocked a New York Post uh, article about Hunter Biden and his indiscrepancies with uh, Ukraine taking out the, pro- the special prosecutor that was supposed to come after his company. 
And somebody put up a tweet this morning, one of my friends, and he goes, that's it, about the uh, the New York Post. He goes, that's it. Now I know that I'm not voting for Hunter Biden. <laughs> and I love it because it's true. All the bad shit that comes out about Biden is literally about his son. It's literally like if his son's like a drug drug addict, or if one of his sons. Like, are yeah, but what about your son? It's like I didn't realize he yeah. was running. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it was in Miami, the the one with Trump in the town hall. It was really, it was actually pretty good. And uh, and like I said, he he was more direct when they talked about white supremacy. He was like, wow, 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 like got all defensive. But then he actually said, I do not, I denounce them. Yeah. But it took too long, bro. Uh, well, it took too long. Yeah, because his public relations team was just like, dude, what are you doing? And he was like, all right, all right, I got this. Right. He, he had like a, there was like one part where he was arguing and he was like, no, no, I have the numbers. Uh, and I think it was COVID deaths. And he, he had like a chart next to him. And, and when you saw it, it wasn't just like a memo. It wasn't like an outline. It was like pictures all around. And like I don't think he wanted people to see that, but we saw it. We oh, saw it. Yeah, there's somebody yeah. called that screen grab, and it's just like it looks like a, a like Microsoft Paint. Just like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people. But that's always been the rumor that he has very short briefs. He only likes to have it on one page, and it can't be too long, or else he gets bored. And there has to be an action section. Yeah, he like looks for it. He goes, "So what's the action plan?" Oh wow! So, yeah, right. That that used so to be me, like when I was managing a cafe and I would come in hang hungover, I just feel like you just, yeah. just give me the action plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh one more thing about that. Um uh Amy Comey Barrett, um, he mentioned the Supreme Court. They were talking about the court packing and they were talking about um uh, her being let in and like the double standard of not letting uh Neil, uh, sorry, Maverick Garland in, and he actually respects him. He said, shout out to Maverick Garland. So he probably would have put him in too, if he could. But he said that, uh, basically the, the cards are lined up where Republicans, Democrats would have did the same thing. They would have pushed in this nominee. And he said that he would not influence anything that Amy Comey Barrett was doing when it came to either healthcare or, uh, abortion rights. He said, "Hey, I'm going to vote her in, and we're not we're gonna we're not gonna have any influence on that." And the and I believe him for the Supreme Court, but you have a reason not to believe him because he uses the DOJ like it's his puppet. He uses uh, William Barr to like come at people for Obamagate, Hillary for the emails, the dossier. Like he makes he makes Barr. He wants he he wants Barr. He wanted even Jeff Sessions to freaking incriminate the the past uh, administration. Over the spine, which, by the way, I would have did too. If I'm president and you tell me someone's trying to infiltrate my election, I think you got to look into it. Look into it. Look into it. Like, surprise over it. They spied on me. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, he was president. Yeah, you weren't yet. But you were citizens, so brother, like you still were citizens, so you could get spied your motherfucking self on. What is it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You have access to the whole uh, ballpark. Why not use it, right? Exactly. We've talked about it on the show before the Bush, uh, both Bushes, one is dead now, but they both receive to this day the only presidents alive, or well, not alive, just one, uh, receives intelligence briefings. They still, like Bill Clinton does still? not anymore. He doesn't care. CIA, FBI, yeah, they still, you could choose. You don't have, you can opt in. You don't have to get it. Yeah, exactly. 
So you don't yeah, so like Bush GW wakes up in the morning and people give him intelligence briefings. So me obviously not as comprehensive as like a, a, a current president or a current administration, but yeah, you're right. That's great. I'm just picturing that. Like him and his little like PJs sipping some coffee, uh, reading declassified. <laughs> right. Uh, With old man glasses, right? right? <laughs> like it's the morning paper, <laughs> the fucking right. reading, he's reading and painting at the same time. There's happy tree, there's happy trees all over, uh, all over my ranch, <laughs> all over my ranch. You know. So uh, sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. I like to paint. I like to paint. So with Joe Biden, um, he answered questions about the core packing, and he said that he's against it. He finally answered it. He he said he's against it, but he said that he needs to wait for the election to go on, see what actually happens. So he doesn't want to give a concrete answer on like what he would do. And he's right. He's right. Like they're they're going to they're going to nominate her a close to Halloween. And it's only a few days before the election. So they're going to see what's going to happen. And I'm not for court packing either. But Trump put in 50 freaking conservative judges in a row. None of them black. Almost none of them women. So, you know what I'm saying? So you got to counter that measure. And even though there's nine Supreme Court justices, it'll be six to three conservative liberal. And not to say that the whole country needs to be liberal or the whole country needs to be conservative. But the Supreme Court is supposed to embody our ideologies as far as far as like 50 50 split. And that's not a 50 50 split. And that's a lifetime. appointment. How do you think about that, guys? And you guys didn't watch it, but you said. But th- so, Harry, you never watched any of the debates, and Manny, you watched uh, the the one before. Uh, I watched the the uh, yeah the the first two. I watched the first two, right. but then after that, that like I said, it was, uh, yeah the, the <laughs> that uh, fly for president twenty twenty. But um, yeah. yeah, it's rough. I mean that that's something. So you're not going to watch the one thirty first. Uh, I I'll see how I will feel when I wake up in the morning, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, okay. as far as it not it not being a balanced system, I mean, we we kind of knew that from the get go, and for it to get any worse is the last thing that anybody wants. So I mean, like I said, this this whole uh, political environment that we're in right now, and the, the state of the country, and everything that we're going through, like. It's it's impossible to ignore it. You know, it's impossible to ignore it. So you either you get in there or, or you just let your fate be, you know, left in other people's hands. So we'll see. And we don't want that. So go vote, guys. Go fucking vote. So speaking of which, and uh, so like I said, Joe Biden was on NBC News. I forgot the exact location, actually. I know that Trump was in Miami. He was only a couple wa- blocks away from his Doral oh, he, location. He, he loves Miami, yeah. bro. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, he actually defended his taxes again. He said, I owe a little dead and I don't owe Russia. And that's not true either, but whatever. And he said that it was illegal that the New York Times would change his taxes. It was all Obama's fault. Right. And then, yeah, he said, I'll blame them. And he said he still doubled down on saying that even though it's not true, the IRS does not uh, not allow you to reveal your taxes while you're in audit. So he still kept on that. Oh, yeah. He, Whatever. I mean, he's a master doubling down. Right. Succession of power. He said that he would uh, lay down, but he also repeated that, like, you know, uh, people are getting rid of his votes in different states. And he and it's funny. He tells people not to trust the media. But then when it's like something that he believes in, he goes, all you have to do is look at the news. 
<laughs> right? And he goes, the lion in lamestream media. Yeah. And then it'll be like this. Oh, you got to look at it. Well, then go look but at what they, they're saying. I, yeah, it's always like when it's something good about him. He's like, oh, like the media is always trying to bury the good stories about me. Like they never yeah. talk about all the good stuff that I do. Like, but look, look at all these prime examples of these amazing media companies. It's like, but you're sitting here telling me that they're all liars. Like. Right. And he's even come at Fox recently. He's dry, like, you know, you dry, dry, he's dry snitching on himself. <laughs> I love the word dry snitch. It's one of my favorite words ever. So to wrap it up, uh, why, why I'm going to ask you guys this question. So the census obviously compiles data of all of our, uh, who we are as people, where we live, what neighborhoods, schools, blah, blah, blah. And this helps data for everything that we do, roads, bridges, funding for different programs. Voting is just as important, but why is it? And, and now this country, only a third of us vote. So obviously it's not, it's not cool to vote and it's even less cool to, and, and I want you to bring up the point that you brought up in the pre-meeting too, Manny. Why is it that people don't like the census? Well, um, why, why is that I, the new, not cool? It's, it's, why is that the new voting? Especially, uh, being uh, raised in a mostly Latino community, shout out to Louis right. Armstrong. I don't know if y'all forgot about that. Jackson Heights, Queens, forever. But um, that's right. We went. To, we went to school in Jackson Heights. Yeah. Oh, Jackson hey, 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 hey! Easy uh, Tiger. <laughs> but um, shout out to Renaissance. They, so, they, they shout out the show a lot. It was it was wild because um, you know the ice raids like hit. Jackson Heights, Corona, all those areas so hard. Yeah. And then like now with the new census, they're trying to ask people's uh, uh, legal status, whether an immigrant, you know, whether they were born here, blah, 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 this and that. And uh, as you were saying, you know, they're gathering all this data. And, and as we were saying before, like, you know, uh, that type of information falling into the wrong hands is a dangerous thing. So, I mean, uh, absolutely. It's hard. And he's threatened our sanctuary status. We're one of the cities for sanctuary well, status. We're being punished yes, for like it, said, you know. I, I know we are. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, like I said, Harry and I went to school in Jackson Heights, and it is so. Queens is already. Oh, is someone on mute? Nobody's on mute, right? Just make sure, Harry. Uh, so Queens is already the most diverse borough in the world, and actually ever. Not even just like just now, like. The Ottoman Empire didn't have as many cultures as we have right now in Queens. But so Jackson Heights and Corona and East Elmhurst in general, dude, I have in my life still to this day, I have never been anywhere in America that has more Latin culture and not just more Latin culture. Every every single, every single one, El Salvadorian, Colombian, anything you could think of. There's literally everybody there. Everybody's there. They all bring great business, great food. Oh, dude, that's why I used I mean, to be fat when I, I was love, younger. I, love, I, love, I, love, I don't. Know. I actually really love that area. I can't believe Harry doesn't like that area. That area, that area is awesome. <laughs> Jackson Heights is amazing. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, right. Zoe Zeldana's from there. We talked about her yeah. from uh, John Like Wazano, uh, um, yes. Lucy Liu. Um, Zach, oh, I love Lucy Lou. You're right, and her sister, yes, they're, they're, and she's a, a journalist. Amazing. We, anyway, so let's uh, let's move on. What the fuck did I hear? Nope. Go vote. Like I said, Jenny Echo, so fucking hot. Sean, uh, Big Sean's former 
girlfriend, I believe. And she's former girlfriend of a bunch of people, too. That's how we get down in entertainment now. Everybody just dates everybody. But uh, so she has a new song out called Boat. Action Bronson has a new. Now, by the way, there's all types of new music out there, guys. But this is the music we listen to. And so uh, and we think that you want to hear. And so we either find new songs or we find songs that we're just that we're that are trending right now from artists we like. We're going to try to bring you new artists, but sometimes we can't. Sorry. So Golden Eye by Action Bronson. Main Attraction by Jungle Pussy. Jungle Pussy is actually a really good artist. And you need to yeah, hop on that. That's like a great name. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I know. An amazing name. Jungle Pussy. Can't forget that. That's right. <laughs> it's a right. Uh, it's a moist musical experience. <laughs> Not touching that so, one. Uh, my way, my way soon by Greta Van Fleet. I'm a big fan of them. They, they, a lot of people say they sound oh, like the uh, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin uh, remake. Right, re- re- rendition. I actually think they sound more like uh, Rush. That's oh, what I think they actually sound more like. I've never actually listened to them because yes. of all of the comparisons, and I'm like, I'll save it for later. It's usually what I do. I feel you. I feel you. I saw them in concert. Oh, they're nice. great for my birthday okay. a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, they're great. they're really good and they're very young. Um, shout out to them. I think three of them are brothers. They're really cool. Yep, shout out to Greta Van Fleet. It's been a while since it came out new music. Their debut, no, not even their debut album. That was their sophomore album, but that's when but they, they blew, blew up. up. Yeah, so I believe they're coming out third. That's right. So I think their third album is coming out soon. Then we got Harry. He's going to take us away with his his favorite artist. MGK has made his way onto the show quite a few times. So let's hear the album review by Harry on Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Take so he came out. Yeah, tickets to my downfall. There's two versions. There's like I guess the regular version and the deluxe edition. You know, there's probably a few extra songs. <laughs> but it's kind of like a Blink 182 feel since you know Travis Barker is definitely doing the drums for all his songs. Oh shit! Oh. But yeah, he's right. on like most of them. He did a song with Halsey that was pretty dope. Oh. He did a cover of uh, Misery they, Business. They kind of look Paramount. the same, by the way. They kind of look the same. Like if Machine Gun Kelly like got black hair, like you would think they were twins. You'd be like. <gasps> I think they uh, like had sex together. So maybe. <laughs> oh hell no! What, what like Travis Barker, like the new Tommy Lee, like oh. <laughs> showing his dick on camera everywhere. The like. new to- I could see that. That makes sense, actually. He could definitely. Right. Be, he was in what's from called? Wasn't Tommy Lee in Mon- uh, oh, Monster? Yeah, yeah. So I think was it, yeah. That's how he got famous. Yeah, yeah. And then MGK first. was in. Uh, he played Tommy Lee. You know, I still have not oh, seen that movie. Shit. I heard. It was I didn't really, realize really, that I was, was him. Really, really good. On Netflix, yeah, yes. I have yeah. What is that called, guys? What is that called? I need to watch um, that. I'll look it up. Totally yeah, forgot. I'm blanking, but it was dope. You know, it, 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 like overly dramatic, but it's supposed to be because, you know, it's not like a documentary. It's a Dirt. super fun, uh, uh, like, biopic. It's worth a, it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah I, heard it's, I heard it's not, like, amazing, but I heard that, like, it's really fun. Exactly. And, yeah, it's pretty... It's not accurate, but it's they good even mention it in the movie. They're like, "Hey, there, there's this one guy, but he's actually two people in real life." Uh-huh. And they mention it. Cool. Yeah, they're like, "We just did this because you know, movie purposes." Well, I like Molly Crew, and I love yeah. Tommy Lee, even though he's a jerk. I, he's gotten into a lot of legal battles with his son. I know that, uh, like, he's beaten up Pamela Lee's son a bunch yeah. of times, and actually, no, the son beat him up, and they've oh, and he's out like a restraining order, whatever. And Tommy Lee recently said that he would move out the country. If uh, if Trump was elected, uh, good luck, bro. Good luck transporting that big ass piece. Good luck. Uh, you would have to, you would have to you like have to pay I know, for two you would seats. Have to, 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The taxes alone. If you go to a socialist country, they're gonna tax that dick. <laughs> oh, God, I can't do that, bro. So let's move on. Where the fuck did I go? Oh my god, welcome back, guys, to where the fuck did I go? I'm actually thinking about making it a separate segment too. So like you'll hear like a little snippet of where I went. And if you actually want like a full video of what I've done, I'm gonna put that on YouTube soon. And may actually maybe pay Patreon. Harry and me, we're gonna talk about that later. So the Guggenheim Museum in New York City, COVID has limited my travel experiences. So I went to a limited experience museum and I went to go see Jackson Pollock, his works at the museum. It was called Away from the Easel, uh, Jackson Pollock's mural. So, you don't use uh, Jackson Pollock obviously did a lot of paintings, a lot of uh, not realism, what is it called? Yeah, it's uh, definitely modern paint, and I uh, definitely did the splashing all over the canvas and stuff like that. Um, right, I'm not being very uh, what is it Ab- abstract? Not, not doing that justice. Ab- abstract, but Jackson is it abstract? I forgot. <laughs> anyway, but he's one of the best painters of all time. I know that Jackson Pollock is one of my favorites, and it was a great exhibition. That's exactly what I went for. Uh, like I said, you've seen him a lot on the canvas. You've seen him in a lot of like small frames. He did not do murals much. Murals, obviously, you see different, like, characters, and you see different symbolic things. And like I said, his, like you guys said, was very abstract. It did not show that kind of, you don't, you don't see anything in his, his you can, you can, obviously, he's very talented. But it's not like that. So a mural by him is going to be different. So he did it, and it was amazing. It, it came out awesome. I've never seen any of his murals. And they're at the Guggenheim Museum. And you should check that out. You'll see those in the graphics for the show for YouTube. Uh, yes, anybody listening to our DSP, that is a digital streaming platform, make sure that you go check us out on YouTube. Um, we provide graphics for anything that, like, anybody that's uh, fucking deaf out there <laughs> and they want to see what we're talking about, get on that. Get on that. Go see that shit. So, what I didn't know, which I should have known, obviously, when they have special exhibits, there's... There's a theme throughout the museum, and I just I didn't even research it. So it was Countryside the Future, an exhibition by AMO Ren Kuhaus. The Countryside the Future will prevent uh, will present speculations about tomorrow's insight into the countryside today. So they had exhibitions on climate change from like Russia. They had frosted uh, uh, sections of the world where they did farming. They did Iraq where Iraq, because of all the war that has been had, war tensions and um, the takeover of the Taliban and stuff like that, they predicted through an algorithm, uh, not not through a Rubik's Cube, but through an algorithm, right, that um, they were going to go through a food famine within five years. And uh, because, because of all the geopolitics, they knew that countries like Saudi Arabia and uh, parts of Europe, they were going to pull back their food supply. And at one time, Iraq was at 90% of their food was imported. So they grew up. And that makes sense because like we were, we were, we were occupying them and they, what could they grow? Yeah. Like our whole military's out there, other countries, militaries out there. It was just, it was just a mess. So thankfully to those analytics, they made a contingency plan and it worked out. And now, they they made they basically grow all their own food, and it was really cool. 
And so they showed um, how Japan is like pretty much about to go underwater and they're actually making technology to make farms underwater. They showed China, how countryside is actually um, infused uh, before when uh, Chairman Zhang, Zhang, that was one of their uh, their emperors or presidents, he uh, so with socialism all around, obviously, the bourgeoisie being separated from the countryside or the suburbs was a big deal. He was one of the first presidents or first rulers or administrators to mix them together. He wanted to kind of like put it in their face that they did live together. So yeah. So no matter how rich you are, you're going to live next to a farmer and like, you're not going to be able to pay your way to go live somewhere like isolated. So he made that kind of impossible. He meshed the countryside with like regular people and with rich people. And so a lot of people followed that suit. And like I said, you got to see those trends. You got to see how the Syrian refugees affected Germany. There was an exhibition on that. They had an exhibition on wellness. It's a 44, no, sorry, not 44. Wow, it's a lot of money. It's a $4.4 trillion business. So like if you're getting acupuncture, if you're getting a fucking smoothie, if you're fucking on a treadmill, if you're any of those things, doing jump rope, if you're badass, that's wellness. And even with these wellness coaches, which a lot of them are fucking fake as fuck, right? They're like giving you advice while they're eating a Snickers bar probably. Right? Fucking thirsty while wait. No, I'm joking. joking. It's hungry while wait. But uh, yeah, what do you guys... uh, So so now that I just talked your fucking ear off about where I went, I have a question for you guys. What's your favorite museum? Museum of Moving Images. Oh, that's a good one. That's uh, that's right near your your mom's old school. Yes, near Kaufman Studios. Right next to where they filmed Orange is the New Black and a bunch of other Netflix shows. Very true. Nice, Harry. Yes, that's a fucking really good, good museum. I, I like that. I saw that's where they filmed Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. I saw Snuffleupagus. You know how they have that I giant puppet. <laughs> so when we went, it was like behind it, like it was, the show was already over, and we went behind the scenes because like I was doing some like summer program, yeah. and they get the hookup because they're a bunch of like artsy kids. And um, we go in, and you see Snuffleupagus just hanging She's strapped up with a blanket. <laughs> With a sheet thrown over him. No. Oh, yeah, I did see that. They no. <laughs> had a sheet thrown on him. I'm surprised they didn't turn him into like this. one of those throw rugs, like the fucking bears. <laughs> well, I think they were just keeping him safe, like secure for the, you know, because he's a puppet. <laughs> but like, it looked like he killed himself. Oh, like, no. Oh, my God. That's wrong. They do it. Um, All right. So, like I said, I brought, oh, what's your favorite uh, museum, what, Manny? What is the one? Uh, is that PS1? One over in Long Island City that used to do all of the still in Queens. That's yeah, a good one well, too. I I would go there for the parties, but the art was dope too. So shout out to yeah. you. I went to when the world was still allowed to do that stuff. <laughs> I think the last one I went to for PS One was uh, ASAP uh, ASAP uh, Ferg and um, oh, Remy. And they were doing um, that song. They were doing that song. Fuck, I forgot that damn song. Was ASAP in it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Damn, I forgot. But anyway, ASAP Ferg and Remy Ma had a song at the time, and it was really good. Damn, I don't know how I forgot. Doesn't that. matter. So, yeah. It's like a dick. It's like my dick or something. Yeah, yeah, it was that. I'm a white, but it's like my dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the song. That was- <laughs> That was a great song. Either that or I just wanted to say that. 
So, um, yeah, thank you guys for telling me your favorite museums. My favorite museum is the uh, Civil Rights Museum in, I think it's Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. It's definitely in Tennessee, but it's very awesome. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before. They actually have the real Greyhound that got blown up. They have the remnants of the school that got blown up in Little Rock, Arkansas with uh, – not Little Rock. Sorry. It was another place. It's in with Memphis. The yes, it is in Memphis. Um, and, and it's right across the street from the motel that uh, Martin Luther King got shot. Sorry that there's so much uh, violence in what I'm talking about. But that's, that's a big part of history. Well, the civil well, rights I mean, movement. it happened and you can't ignore it because that's when we go wrong. This is how evil works, destroying everything it touches. I'm Dexter, and I'm not sure what I am. Hi, Dexter. I just know there's something dark in me. Not hide it. Certainly don't talk about it. But it's there. Always. This dark passenger... And when he's driving, I feel alive. Half sick with the thrill, the complete wrongness. I don't fight him. I don't want to. He's all I've got. Nothing else could love me. Not even, especially not me. Or is that just a lie the dark passenger tells me? Because lately, there are these moments when I feel connected to something else, someone. It's like the mask is slipping. And things... People who never mattered before are suddenly starting to matter. It scares the hell out of me. What the fuck did I watch? So welcome back. Uh, Dexter's returning. Dexter's returning. Welcome back to Michael C. Hall from Six Feet Under. Won a couple of Emmys for that show. I love Six Feet Under. It's one of my favorite HBO shows oh, of all time. That was my mom's and favorite Dexter show. And Dexter is one of my favorite Showtime shows. You said what? I said that uh, Six Feet Under was my mom's favorite show, but I couldn't get into it. It was it was too much drama. <laughs> I love you too much to tell. I love you too much to tell you that we have a lot more in common. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love I love Six I love Six Feet Under. I'm so happy she loves it too, and. It actually makes me feel old that you just said that. You were just like, yeah, my mom's favorite show. No, my mom's on all of the series when they drop. Like, she watched all the Sopranos, Six Feet Under, Nip Tuck. Like, she was was the original. It's up there with that. Yeah, she was was the original, like, uh... I still haven't seen Nip Tuck. I need to. I know that's a classic show. I need to see that. That was another heavy one. I don't know why I've never seen it. That's one of of FX's first. Yeah, it's heavy. That's right. That's right. It's heavy. So uh, I think I've said this joke before, but one of my friends, um, I don't like Flo Rider, but I, I forgot. We were talking about him one time and my friend Russell uh, from high school, he goes, you don't like Flo Rider? You don't like 
every mom's favorite rapper. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, it's true. Wild one, all that shit. I'm like, he is yo, he is always in a mom's like soccer mom's car. Like he's like a default. He's like always on some fucking like techno beat like that should be on like a kids bop song or something like that oh, and don't i don't ever understand him either he's like twist he's like twister on a kids bop that's what he is but i heard that he's got into like legal troubles and shit he actually is kind of gangster to be honest that's what i've heard like well, in his personal life he actually is very thug I'm, he's from florida right <laughs> yeah, right that's, what his name. that's how he got his name that's literally how he got his name like that's like a given you know like it's florida right you just sprinkle a little bit I of Florida the... on anything, and it just automatically turns crazy. <laughs> he added a space bar in between Florida. Was it? Flow Rider. Anyway, so yeah, fuck, fuck Flow Rider. Kami rules on Showtime. Oh, so let's actually let's, let's talk about Dexter real quick. Dexter was about a um, person in the Miami PD uh, that uh, was a blood spat- spatter. And so he was able to look at blood uh, projections that went somewhere or bludgeoning. Like if you stab somebody, he was able to look at that and see how someone precisely died. And so not only that, he borrowed, he was trained by his adopted father to uh, kill people that were in righteous ways. And so he taught him like this assassin's code that to live by. And he became so desensitized that he needed to like start a family on the side as like a cover up, and he did that, and he was able to be a killer throughout all like I believe eight seasons, something like that. They had a long run. They had a long run. They did, and there was a couple of dud seasons, but um, like overall, it. it was a very good show. Yeah, yeah. and um, some key people died. I'm not gonna tell you who because you might get into it before you see the limited series. Harry, you would actually like it. It's a very good show. Yeah, it's a very good show. That um, you you would really like it actually. If if you um, liked um, I mean, Barry, you definitely uh, like Dexter. Oh yeah, I forgot you watched Barry. Yeah, you'll definitely like it. Yeah. If you like Barry. I'm a dumbass. Um, back in the day when it when um there was no Netflix, that's when Dexter actually started. Um, there was no Netflix yet. It was all on demand and Time Warner and all whatever cable company you had. And sometimes the seasons would not come out in succession. Like it would, they would show you, like they would have like season four available and they would have like nothing else or they would have like two. And sometimes they would skip. Sometimes you'd be watching the wire, like you'd be binging and they wouldn't even let out all the episodes. Sometimes they would let out one through four and then they would be in there for like a limited time. And if you did, so then if you moved on to like five, six, seven, eight, whatever, nine, all that shit, those would disappear after a while. So it was like a game. It was like a game trying to watch seasons. Yeah. It's a way different now. Like Obviously, back, we have like all access the, to wherever the fuck DVR we want. DVR days, pretty much. Exactly. Like, and even if you can't find it, you can torrent something. Like you can go on like an illegal website oh, or something like that. There's always fine. Oh, there's always ways I'm to on. get. Yeah. Exactly. Pirate Bay. What's up? <laughs> right. Frostwire. Right? Oh, damn, damn. But Dexter, Dexter's version. amazing. So my point is, I watched the fourth season first. Oh, really? Dexter, like an idiot. Oh, that's I know because I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how long the fourth season would be on there at the time. So I was just like, when am I gonna watch this? That's interesting. And I think Netflix just came out. So then I think I I bought like DVDs. I think I think like I used to get the DVDs for uh, Dexter in order to see the other yeah. seasons. And then I finally, so I 
So this is a spoiler. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> if I got it spoiled, now you're going to get it spoiled. show's been out for yeah. a while. So it was no, like, I'm joking. I'm not okay. going to spoil it because I forgot Harry's like, I forgot Harry might see it. Um, yes, there's a major person that dies in part four, even though it's my favorite season. Even though I saw it first, maybe that's why I think it's my favorite season. But John Lithgow's in the fourth season. His name is Trinity. He's one of the best killers on there, one of the best serial killers. And like I said, one of the what, one of the main character dies. And so it's someone that you get to see like um, grow with Dexter. And so I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. Everybody got to see three seasons of this person. And I'm just like, right? I'm just like, fuck! <laughs> the bitch is going! I know! I didn't even get a chance! So I can't even say the person's name. But if you watch Dexter, go ahead. Please binge it. Because the new season's coming out in 2021. Kami rules, like I said. That's what Jeff and Daniels a super creepy as a true parter. Get, get right. Um, my man Manny actually watched a little bit of it. Uh, let me give you a little synopsis. Uh, James Comey, the former FBI director, he was in between Im- administrations. He fumbled, in my opinion, he fumbled the Hillary email uh, scandal. Um, even though she was rightfully cleared, the fact that like he brought it up right before the election, the charges to Congress and shit like that, he was he was a circus. He was very egocentric. It seemed like he wanted the cameras on him all the time in order to make the FBI like a credible institution. And then the second episode is more about Trump and how he made that transition over to the uh, administration and how he carried over the um, email scandal from there and then made the Russia investigation. And and then therefore he was removed later. So it's about those two specific uh, situations. What did you think of it, Manny? Uh, I didn't finish it. The acting is it, the okay. acting is phenomenal. They did a great job That's with the right. casting. The, the cinematography is gorgeous. Like, um, <laughs> I know, I think, Harry, you said you went to film school, right? Like, it, it's weird because, it like, is. the lighting and the tones that they always use with anything related to the White House is always pretty much the same. And they kind of switch it up in this show because it's <laughs> yeah. a lot darker. So, like, usually when you think about, like, oh, White House-like scenes, point, super well lit, everything's crisp, a lot of bright colors. Except House, House of Cards. Art. House of Cards yeah, is not. Yeah, but you're right, so, though. like, it definitely, it has that eerie, dark tone to it. And, like I said, the dude that plays that's Trump. point. <laughs> oh, yeah, we well, That's that all that I yeah, can say. Yeah, that look that actor up because, like... The, the I'm a first I'm couple of scenes I saw with him in it, I like. I, I was definitely uh, uh, taken back. If you Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. He's from Europe. I think he's Irish. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Una Chaplin was in it. She's the one from Taboo. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that on FX with Tom Hardy. That's a really good show. Um, she's his bro- she's his stepsister or half sister actually, and uh, they're romantically involved. Oh yeah, gross. I've seen that one on Pornhub. But. Uh, Right, Holly Hunter. She was on. I know, right? <laughs> makes me want to have a stepsister. <laughs> right? It makes my mom, my mom get divorced couldn't so I can get a stepdad. Myself. I couldn't let that. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, um, Kingsley uh, Benadir. Benadir. He. Um, I forgot what other things he was in. I think he was in the show uh, Roman. Uh, no, Russian Doll. Russian Doll with uh, Natasha Lyonne, and he plays. Uh, Barack Obama. And what I liked about this rendition of Barack Obama is that they didn't go heavy on the accent. Because you know, you're going to see a lot of people playing Barry. And you can't have everybody doing his fucking accent, man. You can't, he does like, have a very specific that, speech that's gonna pattern, get played though, out. but like... Um, he does. Mm-hmm. 
He does. He's he's my favorite <laughs> speechwriter of all time. Um, Scoot McNary plays Rod Rosenstein. He's the guy that got fired. And basically, everybody that was involved with all the investigations um, went through the ringer. Michael Kelly, who plays Andrew McCabe, he was um, he was another one that took over after James Comey in the FBI and the investigations, and he plays um, the chief and uh, the chief of staff in House of Cards for Frank. Oh. And that's a, a good show too. All right. right. So again, we're po- political theme right now. We're in the political season. Make sure you go vote. And so that's something that's really cool on the political spectrum. Then we're going to move on to, Oh, my tablet just fucking fell. <laughs> we're going to move on to Quibi. And that is free Ray Sean. This actually was nominated for an Emmy. Oh shit. It's not popping up. Ray Sean. There we go. Free Ray Sean. And that's my man, Stephen James, which is actually kind of ironic. Um, So the movie, actually, it's not a movie. Quibi is all shows. And they are, we talked about on the pre-show, they're cut up into very small segments. So, for instance, Reno 911, which actually has been revived on Quibi, which is very good, by the way. It's hilarious. Hilarious. And it's through Comedy Central. And they have a bunch of partners. It's kind of like Hulu. Um, A bunch of the major platforms like NBC, they all contributed to this uh, Quibi. It's not doing very well. They didn't get a lot of subscribers, but I I like it. I enjoy it. I don't think they advertise it the right way because I'm still confused as to what it was even before you explained it. They had um, Sophie Turner advertise it at one point. She's like, she's making fun of the way Americans speak. She goes, they call this a Quibi? Like. Well, she has a show that also – oh, no, did that one get nominated? Well, I know the one with Anna Kendrick got nominated. I know this Rayshawn one, the one with Lawrence Fishburne that I watched, uh, got nominated for an Emmy. There's also another show with Chris Paul. They have a 60 Minutes on there. You know it's not 60 Minutes, obviously, but it's like a, it's like a quick dose of 60 Minutes. Yeah, it's, it's just everything quick. It's, you're right. It's like low-attention yeah. span television. So even though, so like you just take something 90 minutes or you take something 30 minutes and they just break it down into smaller sections that's, and you can download it and it's specifically made for your phone. So you can download it on a tablet, but it doesn't look that good. But if you have it on the, t- if you have it on your phone, if you're watching it on your phone oh, vertically, it looks okay. like it's meant to be that way. And then if you, if you turn it horizontal, it becomes a whole different uh, screen. Oh, it shit. becomes a whole widescreen version. So it's hilarious. They cut into it just the right amount of angle to make so it look like it was meant like to be vertical. Segments? So again, if you're watching like yes, horizontal kind of, and not like really. Ver- they just take, they just like they three. film it, they film it a certain way so that if they cut the 16 by nine, Holy that it won't shit. matter okay. that much. But if you are watching it horizontal, you see a whole that, different picture. Plus on top of that, there's an episode where now they you have like my a curiosity. Like, if it's I dope. Found that, it's really dope. Like, if Quibi doesn't, if Quibi, I don't think they'll fail, but if they do fail, they have laid out the blueprint, right? We're recording right here. Yeah, we're good. Um, they've laid out the blueprint. So anybody that wants to do short form entertainment, they need to follow Quibi because they're doing it right. Even though you're right, the marketing is probably not hit everybody. So Free Ray Sean, the reason why I said it's ironic is because he played in John Q. He was the son that needed the, tra- the heart transplant. So right now he's in a very similar role where he gets framed for a crime, even though John Q, it was about his son getting the heart transplant and, and was, holding the oh, uh, hospital siege for it. That was a great movie. Great movie. 
And so, oh, and Jasmine uh, Cephas Jones, she plays his wife in this, and she's from uh, Hamilton. So hot. Uh, like I said, Lawrence Fishburne, Skeet Ulrich, he is from uh, Scream. He's one of the first uh, killers from Scream, that uh, saga. Uh, Alicia Okazi, uh, Daniel Sinjata, he's the guy from Rescue Me. I love oh, that Dennis show. Sleary. That was a great show. Uh, but like I said, yes, that was a great show. That is Leary, yes. So Free Race Sean, like I said, it's actually made into a hashtag. That's how you get to see the show on Quibi. That's the title of the show. But he gets framed by these cops. And uh, somebody dies, one of the cops' uh, partners dies, and that's all you see. You just see him on the run, and he locks himself into his house, and it goes from there, man. You, and and he puts – and he starts live-streaming it, too, from his phone, and, like, mad people are just, like, on his side. Oh, and obviously there's polar opposites, too. There's people trying to, like, be on the cop's so side, like, trying to get him killed, and it's it, nuts. It's, it's supposedly, really like, in real time. Like you're seeing everything go down. Yeah. It feels like it because of the Quibi format. Yes, it feels like it. Yeah. It's meant like if you're on a train and you can download it too. You can download it. Like you can download episodes. So it's just like little quick episodes. Anyway, so uh, moving on to FX, uh, Mrs. America, Kate Blanchett is on there. Let me look at the cast for that. But I know most of them. Tracy Ullman is on there. She plays um, a very intricate uh, women's movement, uh, women's leader. You have uh, Margot Martindale. She plays um, – oh, let me just look it up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Kate Blanchett plays uh, Phyllis Shafley. She is one of the biggest leaders in the conservative movement. She's kind of what made the differences what you see on pl- party platforms. So before, when they were red and blue, they pretty much had all the same principles. Like, it wasn't like the same principles, but they were like very little that you could tell apart from Democrat and Republican before she came along. She's the one that kind of put abortion on the bills. She's the one that made like family values. And Reagan is the one that actually took her platform and put it on his. And he's the one that kind of like transformed pop, like, you know, red politics all the way is a red wave. And his landslide victory with and Trump uses his same slogan, make America great again. That was his slogan from his campaign in the 80s. So, like I said, Rose Byrne is Gloria Steinem. She's one of the biggest uh, people in women's uh, activism for the Equal Rights Act. That's the ERA, which was never ratified, by the way. It was missing by three states and they missed the deadline. And it was supposed to be an amendment. It was supposed to be equal rights for women. It's supposed to be anything for sexual preference, um, work, uh, workplace environment, all types of discrimination, all types of things. So then you had Sarah Paulson. Uh, you had Tracy Ullman, like I said. You had John Slattery from um, – he was Phyllis Schlafly's husband. Uh, he was from Mad Men. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Um, Ari Grainer from that comedian show. I've never seen it actually on Showtime. It's like a stand-up show, and they're like all trying to make it as stand-up comedians. I've never seen it. James Marsden, he's Cyclops in the X-Men movies. GN Triplehorn is from Big Love. You need to go check that out. So like I said, if you want to see the women's movement during the 70s, right before Roe versus Wade and shit like that, them fighting to get the Equal Rights um, Act passed, and you get to see both sides. You get to see the conservative side against it, and you get to see the women's liberation against it. And it's a really dope show, nine episodes on FX. Then we have a, then we have a movie that Harry and I both saw. And I'm going to let Harry take it away. The Devil All the Time, starring Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland. Take it away, Harry. Yeah, there's also um, the guy who played It. 
He's also in the movie as well. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that for you right now. No, I got. I got it already. I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me his name. So um, I got to figure out. That's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, there you go. One of the Skarsgård bros. (laughs) (laughs) He has a lot of big names in there. Is Jason Clark? There's uh, Henry Melling. You might know from uh, Harry Potter. Dudley himself. It's so interesting seeing him in other movies except Harry Potter. Oh, well, Eliza saying, Scanlon from uh, from uh, Sharp Objects with uh, Amy um, Amy Adams. That was a good one. I never saw. Oh, that I love Jason movie. Clark. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like big name, like a lot of rec- recognizable faces in this movie. It's basically Mia was Wiskowska, the one that played Alice in Wonderland. That's mm-hmm. right. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. But yeah, Keep it's going. like a big stance on religion in the South during I think like the fifties, I believe. Yes. Yeah, during the fifties. It's funny how they have two Brits putting on Southern accents, which I find, you know, kind of ironic. Like, Always. I know. I know. Right? Let's okay, get some British people right. to play some Southerners. And yeah, Tom okay. Holland is like a rebel. He goes through some like traumatic shit to where he's like, yeah, okay, I get you, God, but like you suck because you ruined a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, because his father did something he didn't like. And it was it like fucked him up completely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was very grim. It was very, very dark. And I Lots feel, of... Who's the voice? I feel like I know who that was. That's not who I thought it was. He sounded oh, like... Oh, yeah, um, you're right. I, I forgot. From, uh, he's, he was in Ghost Rider. He has, like, the mustache. He was in uh, Lebowski. Jeff Bridges? I forgot his name. Did, that's not Jeff Daniels. It's not, not, not Jeff Daniels. Bridges. I mean, not Jeff Daniels. Uh, not uh, Jeff Bridges. It's not Jeff Bridges. No, oh, it's not Jeff Bridges. Dude, no, the no, dude at the I bar. Did, the guy with the mustache. Oh. The older dude. Oh, bar, yeah. And he's, and he's on Netflix. He's from the ranch. I think that is. Yeah, it's I think not him. <laughs> it's not somebody oh, else. Yeah, it's like Donald Ray Pollock. Nice. Yeah, just like him. Like, yo. It was good. It was really good. It was it's a long movie, long. so be prepared. It is very You have to be focused Irishman for this movie. Like two like hours. Almost three hours. Pretty much three hours. I don't know. I never saw almost, Irishman. So I'm gonna... Almost. No. And it's like pretty much like a two-parter. It's like it shows... So, like Harry said, it's uh, this very religious right. part of like the Bible. Yeah, I've, belt. Seen, I've seen the trailers. And uh, you stuff see, like a, you see a couple of murders that happen. I've seen, I've seen the trailers and up, stuff like sorry? that. But uh, what you say? Um, I didn't realize it was that long. It's dope. I'm it's dope. To, you didn't uh, see it. Oh, it's sick though. It's, it's really a good deep movie. It's worth yeah. the, the time. And it could have been a mini series, to be honest. It could have been, been like broken up into like episodes, like just like a True Detective or something like that. But there wasn't that much mystery. It was just like a lot of revenge. And it just showed how these two foster kids got together because of religion and because of the the the, the, um, the violence from both families that Harry just discussed before. So it's very good. Please go see it. I, I actually highly recommend it. I highly recommend, uh, recommend Stateless also. Um, let me find her name. That's the woman from Handmaid's Tale. As a matter of fact, I thought that uh, that it was mainly about her, and it's not. It's not. It's kind of like it's kind of like Homeland. It's kind of like you know, it shows like a bunch of aspects of people in the immigration system in Australia. So you see a bunch of, like I said, Syrian refugees. So we got Yvonne Shusovsky. She's um, on Handmaid's Tale. Kate Blanchett is also in it. We got another Aussie, uh, Dominic West from The Wire. Uh, yeah, Jay Courtney from uh, Die Hard, uh, Die Another Day. As a matter of fact, another news thing. Uh, Captain Boomerang? Is that him? Is that who yep, he is? Yep, Jai Courtney. Yep, that's him. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot, actually. That's He's his really first good, good movie I've seen him in. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He always plays weird shit like Suicide Squad and shit. Like, he's, he was in Suicide Squad. No, I'm saying he was good in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. No, he's cool. Other, I like him. I other like than him. that, I don't, I'm not a big fan. Of he's Australian acting career. He's cool. But again, Stateless is very, very good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a mini series, a, a standalone series. If you like things, and also Wentworth just came back for its eighth season. So if you like Australian television, it's on Netflix. Have you seen no. any of this? Uh, have you seen I was Stavis, unaware uh, that Australia had it's such okay. a heavy Netflix presence. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> Dude, we've talked about it before. Oh, they do, actually. There's another one that I haven't seen. It's called White Lines. Cool. I think that's another one. I think uh, that's an Ibiza, but I believe it's Australian uh, on it. They have, like, another – they have, like, this um, – Apparently, like, this like we don't show, have access to the UK listing of Netflix or the Australian no. – and this They have stuff. licensing yeah, deals. Like, no, so, they don't. They have their own Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. When I was in uh, Paris, um, I got Uncut Gems downloaded to my phone, and I watched it. It hadn't come out yet? And then when I got to America oh, – it took it off my phone. They're like, it, nah, it like showed up in like, orange, and it was like, "This is not from. You can't watch shit. it in this country." I was like, "Oh shit!" And it didn't. And it didn't get on Netflix, which is hilarious yeah. because it was a Netflix collaboration with A twenty four Studios. So you would think that it would come out That's like right wild. away. No, it didn't. It didn't come on Netflix for a while. Yeah, yeah that so happened I'm with Avatar of- too. It was like available in Australia before it was even available here. Yeah, that's uh, weird though because Avatar that was like Fox. The last Airbender. Yeah, that- no, no, last yeah. Airbender. But this one was like kind of new. Like this one, like again, Netflix collaboration with A twenty four Studios. You would think that it would just show up on Netflix right after the theater release, but it didn't. But that was a good movie. Did you see Uncut Gems, uh, Harry? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. Yeah, good. good. That was intense. one of Adam Sandler's best. So good. And then we talked about Who Halloween last week. That was cool. So Harry and and our uh, suffering. No, I'm joking. And uh, what the fuck did I watch with a. And me and uh, Manny are old enough to remember the first American Pies right away. I know you've seen them too, Harry. But um, I remember seeing them. Every single, every single one. The originals, the little spinoffs. I've seen them all. I don't know why. I took my sister and my brother to go see the first one. National Lampoon's my shit. I love National Lampoon. That actually is. It is not National Lampoon, but you're right. It is the style. It is the style of National Lampoon. They definitely bit off. No, it's not. That's like Van Wilder and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, they have a National Lampoon the the origin American movie summer? on Netflix. I forgot is what that, that movie was called. That was such a good movie. No. no, that's a good. That's a good show too. They, have, not... they made a movie. A sh- they made like the original series, and then the movie. Then they made like a mini series that took place first day of camp, and then they had ten years later another movie uh, show. It's all on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Give us a review. Give us a review well, no, of American Pie, American Pie Girls yeah. Rule. Girls yeah, rule. give us uh, American Pie Girls Rule. So this is the first American Pie movie stuff. without any boobs. Visible boobs, at least. Boo. Uh, yeah. Okay, review over. Review right over. Now. We're done. No, I'm sorry. What you got? Madison uh, Pettis? I never say her name right. She was in the game plan for all you younglings who mm-hmm. probably remember her with The Rock. She is now very attractive. She's too young for you, bro. She's she is too young 22 for you. now, so she's not young for me. <laughs> oh, she's, she's just right for me. Never. Right? Like, <laughs> she does, like, a little bikini thing. But it's basically it's basically every American Pie movie where they're trying they, – her and her friends try to make this pack. There's a stifler like every other movie. They don't that's, say the relation. That's hilarious. There's a stifler. They even say wow. her name. Yeah. Like oh, stiffler. Just like me, just moves on. Anywhere I'm at, there's a stiffy. I'm joking. Go ahead. 
Yeah, like one of them had his cousin, another one had a brother, another one had like a cousin of a He's cousin. Right. Yeah, He's right. a lot. That's the main variable in all those movies. And what's his name? Uh, Levy wasn't in this one. That's also a first. Oh, Eugene yeah. Levy. He's too Eugene famous Levy. now. He was, He's too yeah, famous now. Probably working on Shit's Creek. I think he was like co-producer of the other ones. And I, I think, yeah. to be honest, I think he probably still has a hand in it, to be honest. He probably is like a, like a deep producer of like, he you know? He was like the holding of everything. Him, him and Stifler's kept like, you know... Everything so they had Naked Mile, they had Beta House, they had, had Beta a Beta House, of they had a one after Beta House, they had Bandcamp was another one. Nice. One of my few. favorite jokes uh, from Stifler was uh, from I think the first one, and he just like opens the door, and I think the Shermanator is like at the door, and he goes, <laughs> "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> and I was like, I forgot how old I was when that movie. I think it was like ninety. Eight or something like that when uh, ninety nine is when the first one came out. Nine, yeah, damn, yeah. And so I was like, I was a junior in high school when I saw that, and my sister and my brother saw it with me in Florida. My because my grit, my uh, my mother and my step grandmother wanted to go see, which is hilarious. I love Jerry Maguire. They went to go see Jerry Maguire, which they thought was too adult for us. <laughs> so we went to go see our own which movie, not, which is not adult <laughs> enough. So we went to go see it. <laughs> Right, rated yeah. R. Holy shit! And even in the, I think, yeah, I, uh, I took them to go see like old school a, also, and, and, and they were young when they saw my that. My boy and, Blue. Yep. I oh, named my man. Ford Expedition Blue so I could call him my boy Blue. Yes. Oh. We have back to American Pie. RIP to that car. Actually, it's not dead, but I had got a new car. It's gone. That's right. That's right. American Pie is basically these four girls. You know, they try and make a sex pledge. You know, you know how it always works out. It doesn't turn out the way it is, and they have a life lesson. They end up having sex with me. That's true. I'm uh, I, mean, I mean, they're they're not eighteen yet in the in and the having movie. oh in the, well, movie. In the movie they're not in the movie all their twenties in real life. So it's, yeah, I think so. Comment down. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's a. I'm sorry, I was laughing and, and I didn't want to get all that coughing on stage. <laughs> 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 Right. Oh, and the kid, oh. uh, Diary of Wimpy Kid, uh, the main guy was in there as well. Who? You ever see Diary of Wimpy Kid or heard of Diary of Wimpy Kid? Movie? I have, I've heard of it. I've seen the book yeah. series. I've so, seen like, it. they made, you know, the movie adaptation, and the main character is in this movie, too. Nice. He looks like a 30-year-old man in this movie, though. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, he's right up there with me. Eric, why don't you hear that song? It's all over the place, on the radio, in TV, everywhere. Well, I'll be sodomized on Christmas. This is how evil works. Destroying everything it touches. I'm a serial killer. Oh, God. Oh, that feels so amazing to say out loud. What the fuck did I say? Let's get into the meaty portion of our episode, episode 82. And that is at me, dog. Don't at me. And so we'll get into that real quick. We'll get into mailboxes. So recently, I... Uh, went to my mailbox to put in my voting, whoever I voted for, and it wouldn't open. It wouldn't open. And then I even went on Facebook. I went on Twitter. I, like, complained about it. Somebody told me that now it, like, slides down and shit like that. I tried that, too. It wouldn't open. I wrote to my congressman, uh, my state representatives, Gregory Meeks and Leroy Comrie of uh, Queens, and they – and Leroy, Leroy Comrie said that uh, the postmaster uh, – appointed by Trump, uh, limited the, uh, the mail, 
limited the mail during this time. And so a bunch of uh, mailboxers are inoperable. I know that mine across my way in South Jamaica and South Queens, they're not open. Most of them are not open. So you either have to uh, personally deliver them to your election uh, center or leave it out for a mailman to do that. Uh, First, my first question to both of you, are you voting and how are you voting? Harry's told us before, but you can tell us again. I'm voting in the booth. That's right. He See, is. it's a good thing too because I don't trust you know Trump and all this you know post office shit. Apparently, everything is fraud if yeah. it doesn't turn out in his favor. That's true. I I voted as I told you. I voted by mail. Uh, nobody gives a fuck about my vote. That you guys, they probably give a shit about more of your vote. They think I'm too much of a radical. They, they, probably, <laughs> they probably like would throw it out anyway, no matter what, uh, how I vote. But how do you I vote have a school across the street <laughs> from my apartment. Oh, like luckily enough. So uh, whenever they open back up, like they they have the polls in there on the proper days and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's one, two, three. It's right there. But then also, yeah, the whole like fake mailbox thing and and the mail-in ballots and and everything that's going on. Like, I don't know if you give a shit like now is not the time to, I guess, be lenient on this type of shit. You know, like you would figure like by now they would have figured out some kind of system where it'd be a little less antiquated, be a little less like, oh, like let's punch some holes in these pieces of paper and then mail them in. And like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Totally agree, but, yeah. um, you know, figure it out, figure it out. However you can go about it, figure it out. It's, it's better worth a shot than not at all, I guess. You know, I mean, like they said, you got to shoot your shot. So, uh, regardless of who you're Damn going right. for, like figure it out. You know, I mean, if you want to go the, if you want to do the, the mail-in route, do your civic duty, do the mail-in route. If, if you are physically capable of getting up and, you know, going somewhere. I know with the whole COVID thing, it's a little sketchy and, and exposing yourself to public, depending on who you have in your life. But like, if you're like me and you're in good health and you live with a bunch of youngsters, they got nothing to worry about, get your ass out there and, and stand in line. And then other than that, do what you got to do. We got to do what we got to do, you know? And I feel you, if man. you if you want to sit this one out, hey, I feel you, man. When no, 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 no one's Don't. recommending it. We're not but recommending that. If right? you sit this one out and shit goes down the way that you didn't want it to, you the same thing as last time. You're not allowed to complain. Don't get you're mad. Not allowed to complain. Don't get mad. You know, okay, you're, you're right. My bad. I interrupted. That's right. Your opinion. Right. That's true. That's true. Including you, Kanye. Yeah, that's right. We said before Kanye was on David Letterman and he admitted to David Letterman that he didn't vote. And David Letterman literally sunned him. It was like, well, then you don't matter. You don't count. And he's right. He's right. In a a democracy, if you don't represent yourself, if you don't, if you don't write to your representatives, you don't vote for your representatives, you don't, you don't represent. You know know what's really funny? And same thing with the census we said before. The even funnier part is, is, you know, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are, uh, I don't know what the French call crazy. Um, even if you're an anarchist, you're going to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> like even anarchists are voting, you know, that's how fucked up it is. Like even anarchists are voting. Like if that doesn't ring a bell with you to say like, 
maybe like oh yeah well, someone says like, drain the swamp that's like totally appealing to an anarchist this, this, yeah exactly you know? like, if, if anarchists are voting it's something for you to like you need to think about what right? you're doing <laughs> reevaluate left life's choices oh, oh, forever doing that every day so, like I said, let's let's get to you, man. Let's get to you. We're going to at you right now. This week's episode is called At Me. Again, episode 82. We I thank our guest right now, Emmanuel Born in Aguilar Texas, from Queens. Texas, from Jackson Heights, Queens. 718 the, forever. That's right. That's right. L.L. Cool motherfucking T. That's right. He is a rocker. He's a musician. Photographer. He's a barista. He's a bartender. He's all types of things, man. Yeah, check me out on Instagram. It's all graffiti. Like I grew up back in the five points era and I used to hang out with I used to hang out with all those fools back then. Oh, I miss so, five uh, points. It was the first thing that I started taking photography of. So yeah, my whole Instagram is dedicated to that. But um, yeah, I'm also a musician. Uh, Cadillac Brigade is the brands. Uh, where Thank you, brother. We're about Very to be. Good. I've seen your promos. I'm about club. to be dropping the first full length album, hopefully before the end of the year. If not, definitely uh, um, the very beginning of 2021. Like I don't know. I'm like maybe I should just like wait till 2021 so the the juju of 2020 wears off. Like it's kind of hard to say. You know, sort of precious, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, I'm gonna wait till January first. No, um, it's still in the works. Uh, it, it still needs to be polished off, but um, it's it's ready to ship out. So super exciting. I mean, it's a long time coming. This is a project that I've been working on for uh, rounded out to at least seven years. You know, I wrote the album and then finding the right bandmates and the recording process. And that all got shut down with the whole COVID thing. Everything came to a screeching halt. So, like, shout out to all my entertainers, all my performers, uh, the dancers, just uh, uh, everyone who, like, you know, yeah, everyone, the go-go dancers, you know, shout out to the homegirl, uh, Gemini Blitz, uh, Alaska, a couple of the go-go dancers out here in Bushwick, because that was a big thing when, uh, you know, before everything got shut down Mm -hmm. and like also you know last week was um uh the mental health awareness week you know i wish it it was the entire month but uh you know it's something that people really need to think about i mean uh, a lot of us entertainers we had to scratch and claw and, and fight our way to whatever point we had gotten to before this COVID thing happened and then now it all just came to a screeching halt so you know a lot of people are kind of feeling uh, uh, shaken up and uncertain about like all the things that they work for just kind of being taken away from them. I mean, you know, the internet is still providing, we're still doing like live shows online and like obviously the podcasts and shit like that. But um, yeah, if, if you have any artist friends, just remind them to keep going. Like just, just give them a little, just give them a little pat on the back and, and you know, give them a reminder of why they're doing what they're doing because it's not easy you know well 
We're going to edit that out because uh, this is the wrong show. We are not encouraging at all the show. We, we don't do any positive positivity. No, I'm joking. Yes, that sounds awesome. No, I, I agree. I agree, especially our entertainment friends, especially well, our mean, frontline workers, most, especially most people entertainer, in the service industry. Most entertainers leaders, work at cafes. We work at bars. Uh, we work Amazon. at restaurants. And so... You know, uh, we're, we're getting fucked over double, you know, like we're expected to go back to work, expose ourselves, but we can't even really, uh, uh, like we can't reap our, our, our benefits of the seeds that we're planting. Like we go to work so that we can get on stage. It's not like, you know, we get on stage and then like work is just something that we do because we're bored. You know, like most entertainers, like until you get some comeuppance and you make that like your official career and you get paid off of your music or your dancing or your artwork or your Rubik's Cubes. Shout out to your homegirl at the Rubik's Cubes. Um, you know, it. <laughs> That's right. Shout out so, to Rubik's um, Land. Yeah, it's been interesting. Underscore it's been an lands. interesting ride. But again, like I said, you know, um, we're still chugging along so hopefully the album will drop either before the end of the year the beginning of the year we'll see so uh yeah do you think that we will have a uh um, i think unfortunately the election or they are election? going to as always politicize something like that and leave our faiths in the hands of, of the powers that be, if you will. But um, unfortunately, like, I think that it's either going to come right, right before the election so that Trump can take credit for it and be like, I hooked you guys up, vote for your boy. Or it's going to be one of those. It's like, well, if you really need it, let me know. Vote for your boy. You know, because like if 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 either party holds out and says, I will guarantee you that second round of stimulus. If I win, like, you know, it's they're putting they're putting that on the line. So, like, I don't know, it could be a political play either way. Like I said, if Trump decides to, like, drop the mic and be like, oh, well, vote for your boy. Look like I'm just I'm making it rain, you know, like that'll sway a lot of people where like that's the only thing that they're worried about because they got to pay the bills. They need to put food on the table, you know, like it's it's a shit situation to be in when your back is against the wall and depending on who you vote for may continue your existence. So. Damn. That's some deep shit right there. That's some deep shit. I totally agree with you. Um, unfortunately, I think that this uh, Nancy Pelosi and Muchin and everybody negotiating on the table, they're not, I don't think they're doing it in good it's faith. It's just not politicizing it. And they're using us as leverage once again, whether they're going to shut down the, right? Whether they shut down the economy, whether they do referendums, whether they're grandstanding or, or gerrymandering or fucking. All types of shit, man. These fucking cronies. But like I said, it's hey, still, it's still you gotta, one of these guys out. Fucking vote them out. Vote them out. <laughs> All right. Uh, trying to think of, trying to, right? Shoot your motherfucking shots. Yeah, 
I have one more Fun thing security. before we go. Hey, bro. Oh. Hey, bro. <laughs> I have one more thing before we go. What was I was about to say. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just save it for another day. But, uh, Emmanuel, I thank you so much. We're here. Uh, this actually was a little last minute. But we've been done. talking about it for Seven a while. Seven forever. Cadillac I'm so happy you were available. The demo's up. Yes. The album will be out soon. Go check out my photography. Right. Pretty cool again. Photography.com. I'll do all the plugs. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even have to tell you any of that. I love that. Oh, I didn't even Dang have man. to fucking egg it out I, of you. Yes. I always have to like fucking I've been, beg I've people been sitting to promote on this themselves, for a beg minute people to because show like, their brand, I know that you. people have a short attention span. So if I were to give you dribs and drabs, that's all you would pay attention to. I'm about to hit you with the whole brick. So. All right. And if you want to see if you want to see if his album is out, obviously you got to check all his pages. But if you're not, check that check back here on episode 100. That's when his album will debut. Episode no, <laughs> but it's not that far away, by the way. We're on episode 82, so it's not that serious. But still, more weeks. We're, right? We're, more right? Weeks. <laughs> but we need but we need them to get on it. We need him to get on it. We're gonna put the fighters at. So wait, like, what if a hundred? What if that's our his deadline? When we get to a hundred. Right? We I should be like on episode 100 by like you guys February. get to get so like you know throw me back on, on once the album drops and then we could uh, we could talk we could we could, we could talk the post election. Uh, oh, you're always welcome insanity. back. Always welcome back. Always welcome back. <laughs> we can see I feel wins. bad. I feel bad. Who's the guest for that yeah, episode? No, I don't know. No, why. No, I, I have no, a feeling no. I'm not going to be happy either way. I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. It's going to suck. But anyway, so you can catch our show on Keep Up NY on Twitter. You can catch us on Twitch on Keep Up NYC. You can get us, you can get me on Twitch, which is still insane. Instagram, Keep Up NYC. Patreon, which we're going to put new stuff on very, very soon. Facebook, Keep Up Shut Up. Uh, you can catch my personal IG on Still Insane. You can catch Harry's at Pokemon Stoker, Stoner, um, PKMN Stoner. You can get our engineers at John of All Trades and NS Context. Make sure you try to go get your computer fixed or any time of computer consultation. Again, our special guest, Pretty Hooligan Photography, Cadillac Brigade, Emmanuel Aguilar, guitarist, professional, overall awesome guy, to be honest. He, like, reminds me of Johnny Depp sometimes. Like, this motherfucker is just out there. And he's a pretty motherfucker. That's right. It's just the booze, bro. It's just the motherfucking booze. So keep representing, keep making great music. Debut that shit. We want to hear it. We want to fucking blast that shit out there. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. No problem. You better shut the fuck up. Listen up and keep up. We're Pokemon Stoner. Still insane. Pretty hooligan photography. Over and out, homies. Peace.